Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2024 Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. We'll get to that and much, much more for you. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host, as always, on the Twitter at DFS Golf Clubs. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. We were, we were reminiscing on a uh, eventful Sunday um uh on the on the gridiron we didn't even talk golf but yeah we didn't even talk so i was gonna yeah, say we didn't even talk about the golf. so uh, how was the weekend for you yeah it was all right i mean uh i, I bet the 49ers so that's not great um but otherwise uh you know it was a, a good sports weekend uh college basketball and then obviously the vice management and the super bowl so and live vegas i did not catch a single second of that yeah I, you know I, I, what sorry I, well, I was just gonna say I, I, you know, remembered that it was happening, but like, it never crossed my mind to turn it over on s- Saturday, because I mean, I don't know if you did you watch Saturday much of uh, waste management. I was busy Saturday, so I didn't watch either. I was pl- I was well, planning a scramble on Saturday. I got you. I don't blame you. I'd rather be on the golf course myself than watching golf. But uh, the obviously the rain, the the weather was shitty from the very beginning. Uh, Lots of delays, frost delays, hail delays, rain delays. Uh, but so, anyways, the 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 coverage on Saturday was um, a lot. Well, it was all second round, I guess. And they had Kiz and Smiley on the mic on sixteen. I saw the end of that because I got home in time for like the last hour of that. Yeah, good. That was good TV. That, that was, was good really stuff. Good stuff. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, you probably got even the better of it when they were fresh. I got them when they were just beat up and over, like just overstimulated for being there all day. Because even kids yeah. mentioned it on Sunday's broadcast. He mentioned like it's so much more peaceful. Like I'm, he was, he was at his end basically. Yeah. When I tuned in, and it was still very funny. That's when Kaufman told him to stand up and other things. It was, um, that's good TV. Kids was great. Even even in was. The booth on sixteen. Because I listened to a little bit of him on Friday when he was in the booth, and I listened to him a decent amount on Sunday before the Super Bowl. I thought he was great. Yeah. And I'll give Faxon a lot of credit. They have a good rapport back and forth, Faxon and him. And Faxon was that veteran that set him up beautifully so many times. Because yeah. kids might not be able to like start the conversation, but Faxon just like put it on a T form so many times and just let him run. It was perfect. Now I, I think NBC is, you know, the, the the best golf coverage of this moment is of the big ones, anyways. Um so yeah, that was uh so Saturday was was a was a fun day to watch. Uh, Sunday, I watched it all day too, and it was, uh, you know, it's just one of my favorite events to watch, just because of the the crowds. Um, the golf course, in my opinion, is is sets up to be one of the best um, from a fan's perspective of being able to watch close, good golf shots that matter. Uh, and it, you know, it delivered on on Sunday. The weather, you know, is what it is. It sucked, but I'm I'm so surprised that they got yep. done when they did get done and they were lucky to get it done, even with a couple extra holes there in the playoff. But um, yeah, it was, I, I did not expect them to, I, th- I thought Monday finish was incoming after the delays that we had. On yeah. Thursday. I thought it was pretty inevitable, but uh, yeah, I'm glad they got it done. I was surprised 
<clears throat> to see Scotty didn't finish it. Uh, he seemed like he was just on. Yes. He was nuking the golf course on Sunday. Just ridiculous what he was doing out there. Yeah, he kind of, he kind of went quiet towards the end. Yeah, I mean the the iron game was just insane. I mean he about made a hole in one on sixteen. 16. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, the the there was like a three or four hole stretch there where he could not make a three or four footer. And had he made those putts, he'd have been right there, um, with a chance to win. But he just the the putter failed him again. Um, after it had been so hot, because he was just making, <clears throat> excuse me, everything the last, you know, a couple of days prior, um, and I, I expect, I fully expected him to win too. But yep. uh, Charlie Hoffman, yeah, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> I thought I was seeing like it was. Was there a weather delay? We got a replay going on here. <laughs> like, what's up with this? Like, holy, your shit. guess is as good as mine. Apparently, he he changed uh, putters, or yeah. at least uh, extended his own putter mm-hmm. to where it's longer. Um, and that's kind of what triggered him, I guess. Uh, you know, you get funny thing about golf is, you know, as well as I do, you get some confidence it's all um, in one area and that can go to another area. And before you know it, I mean, dude was just striping it and just, uh, and then rolling the rock. It, it, it was amazing. I was, I mean, back to back 64s. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It, it reminded me of why I used to always play like a $7,400 Charlie Hoffman. That was the days because yeah. he had such abilities to go low at times or, or just barely make the cut and at least get you to the weekend. Right. Um, but now with the back engine, that's where kids came in again because he was on the, the advisory board with him. He was like kind of telling stories without telling stories type thing about yeah. Charlie, which was a great thing. So I don't think any of us really know Charlie that well. Like, so it was right. kind of a, a fun little inside deal. But he, kids was saying things that made me laugh because when we're playing with our friends, we used to, we're in the zone thing or different. Like we, we joke about comments like that. Like when Nick Taylor was starting to feel it again, like um, right as he's getting ready to hit one out of a fairway, I'm like, it was nine or 10. Kids goes, it's the perfect spot to be. He's so locked in right now. He's probably going to nail, like he's just like talking about just basically being in the zone. And then Nick yes. Taylor like just throws a dart. And it's just one of those things that um, not many sports, like even in like, okay, bring it back to football. You get like a Romo in the booth who, you know, he can tell you he's going to predict the play and stuff, but he doesn't really, to me, give you the feel of a player or like you're doing something like where a Kisner can in the in the booth telling you golf, if that makes sense at all. And that's yeah. that's pretty fun because and I guess maybe it's because we at our age can still go out and play golf. Obviously, not at their level. We're not going and putting pads on and playing football. No. So maybe there's something to that. Yeah, it's a little bit more relatable of a sport for sure for everybody. And there's also more time to talk about that kind of thing between – you know, shots or, or is the shots getting set up or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, did you see, uh, the reports of the, the patrons out? Yeah. I heard, uh, heard it's gotten rough. Uh, Zach Johnson, let us know about it. Um, a few of Jordan Spieth had his moment, which was, was interesting. Uh, people falling out of grandstands. Um, if you're on Twitter at all, you couldn't miss the people falling down hills, fights, you name it, it was happening. And, um, the one thing I'll say, because last I was there in 2020, it was like the last tournament before COVID hit. Like, I think I got COVID on the flight home because <laughs> uh, that was the only as a, the sickest I ever was during like that two and a half year run was when I got back from that trip. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure I, I got something on that. And um, yeah, but I'm just watching on TV. There's more grandstands that never existed. And that was just in 2020. There's more walkways like they created walkways to go over walk areas that golfers you should just walk through so the golfers can go over the people now like yeah. they created so just watching on tv i'm like that wasn't there that wasn't like they have just embraced having as many people as possible in there until saturday we found out it's too many yeah yeah i think they jumped a shark a little bit this year um 
you know, I, I saw, I read an interview with, with Zach Johnson and then also uh, Billy Horschel uh, was also on this article as well. And I think they do make up some, some good points. I mean, like, you know, obviously it is a party. Um, that's what it is. It's what, it, it's what it has been for, for a while now. But I mean, like, you can't let it get so out of control that people are getting hurt. Uh, Who's happy in that? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just bizarre to me that, you know, I mean, obviously I, I, I get it. Like you want to go there, have a good time, sit on 16 or wherever you get to sit and, and have a good time. But like, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't in public, like you yeah. can't stumble around yeah, why is it legal there? Inside right, and piss that, yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if that guy was <laughs> yeah, walking down the guys street. On their knees, pissing on the ground. And like, that's cool? Like, where's, when does that happen? Yeah, it's just, it seems like it's it's just a little bit, a little bit too much. Don't get me wrong, I love it. Because I, yeah. I love the atmosphere, and I love the, you know, 16, there's not, a, that that's a great hole. I mean, they, people get booed. That's fine, whatever. I mean, they're booing everything now. If you don't, if you don't make a 40-footer, you get yeah. booed whatever I, I don't care about that but like the heckling uh and and just being overall assholes instead of like being more respectful at certain times um to me you know it it's crossed the line a little bit but you know i'm getting old and no you know, i don't i don't drink anymore so you know i guess that maybe that's part of it you. too that'd be a rough place for you <laughs> it would but be i'll agree we'll with that. again i'll go back 2020 literally four years ago not not a big difference in life really if we think about it um, the, the, the whole narrative was like, okay, 16 your party hole and get a little rowdy around 16, but overall the rest of the course, pretty quiet. That's how yeah. it always was. And even that year I went pretty true to standard. Like it was, and, um, there was the 16th area always loud. Then the cool spot to hang out. If you didn't want to go to the crowded 16, there was this like bar with like four or five breweries and all this stuff. And it overlooked the sixth green, the seventh tee. And then on the other side, it was like 12 or something like, yeah, this whole thing, you could see a lot. Really cool little spot, little noisy, but that wasn't even that bad. But now, yeah. like you say, you watch it on TV, it's like everywhere you turn, I'm like, goodness gracious. I yeah. loved going there. I want to go back again, but like watching this week, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm built for that anymore. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's turned into a, a much younger crowd, and like it's got the reputation now of you just go there and you get hammered and and then you get to heckle people, which, you know, I mean, you sent me that clip of Billy Ho. Uh, he wasn't wrong telling the dude to shut the fuck up or whatever. And I, I, he wasn't because like this, he, he's taken up for Nico who's yeah. trying to earn, you know, earn his way on the tour and like every shot really, really mad. I mean, obviously Billy Ho's a millionaire for he him. It's not as huge of a deal, but you know, this, this young guy's out there. And so he's, you know, it, yeah. it's not like he was trying to tell the guy. It wasn't his backswing. It wasn't even like, you know, he's just kind of getting ready and you're talking trash. Like literally it's like putting the blow horn off when you're mid swing yeah. type thing. Yeah. I mean, like, that it's just, yeah. you know, I mean, we'll see. Right. I, is it going to change? I don't know. But like, I, I feel like Billy had some good points of like, let's like maybe potentially not serve alcohol till a certain time, like, or, or, you know, start at a certain time, stop at a certain time, you know, limit people on, you know, how much they can get. But I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. how much you can to, police it. They're going to have to find a way because it wasn't just Billy. And I, I read I read one of Zach's uh, interviews and it made a little sense once you listened to it. Like Vinny on was tweeting about it. And Vinny yeah, on's yeah. a pretty friendly dude. Like he'll, he'll he talk is. to people and stuff. So, and, and Homa kind of half mentioned it. Like if, if it's bugging those dudes and speed has been there for years, it got to him. Like that says a lot to me, yeah. honestly. Like that, that's where you, you, you know, if Billy or Zach, you can kind of like, okay, we'll see. They were right, but we'll see. When these guys, these younger guys that have been all about, like, let's bring people to the events and stuff are starting yeah. to get annoyed by it. 
let's figure out a game plan here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just more about being respectful versus um, not having a good time. You know, I mean, I think they want everybody to go out there and have a good time, but but also just be a little bit more respectful towards the golfers that are, you know, out there. That's that, that's my perspective and, and what I get from what I've heard of from most of the the pros that have been out there. Obviously, just oh. reading interviews and stuff. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. So, um, yeah, let's uh, – and, and real quick, do I still sound normal? You do. Okay, cool, because my mic flickered. Just want to check. Um, but, yeah, just real quick, live golf. Dustin Johnson takes it down. John Rahm blows it again. Crowded leaderboard. <laughs> entertaining. Uh, I kind of wish I would have watched it because it sounded another implosion at the end. And the hot mics are amazing. It's everything I was yeah. hoping for when it first happened, it's like clockwork now. Just Did you see the – I think it was like Joe, you know, I'm talking about Joe uh, tour picks or something. Yeah. Um, he, he had a, a, that Ron was getting ready to hit a shot and like people were just around him talking and oh, like yeah. cell phones were going off and shit. Did you see that clip? Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was just like with everything going on in Phoenix to have it going on. It was just like a total, just here we are. Yeah. Folks. Oh yeah. We just we're 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 in the bizarro world of golf, man. I hope we look back it, on this in five years and we're like, God, that was such a crazy fucking time. Yep. Hopefully they're all playing together when we do that yeah. too. Yes. All right. Let's talk about this week's PGA tour action, Genesis Invitational Tigers Tournament. So we got the return of Eldrick to the event. Hopefully he's not driving a vehicle, has a driver for him. That would be great. Um fun event. What do you have for some past event history here? Yeah, uh, last year John Rahm was the uh, was the winner twenty or seventeen under, two shots over Max Homa. Twenty twenty two was Joaquin Neiman nineteen under two shots over Morikawa and Cam Young. Twenty twenty one was Max Homa, um, twelve under playoff over uh, Finau. Adam Scott has won this twice. The last time was in twenty twenty. Eleven under two shots over Scott Brown, S H Kang, and uh, Matt Kuchar. J.B. Holmes, I don't know if you remember that year, 2019. Yeah, he still um, played Justin Thomas to death. Yeah, beat Justin Thomas by one shot that year. Bubba Watson, three-time. This used to be like Bubba's tournament, three-time winner. DJ, past champion. James Hahn, past champion. That's pretty much all that really matters. Yeah, it's going to be fun this year. The invitational part, and it's an elevated event, so big prize pool. With a cut. And, yes, 70 golfers. And it's like, uh, like Jesse said before, it's like the Masters, where it's T50 and ties or within 10 shots of the lead. So on paper, all 70 can make the weekend if they're within 10 shots. That's a very doable thing. Um, I can't remember who put it out there. I apologize now. I think it was Josh Culp, maybe. Yes, it was. Yeah, he basically tweeted the last four or five years in the tournament um, based on the second round leader score, how many people would have made the weekend. And more often than not, I think it was like, say, 58 to 65 yeah, somewhere in that much. range so you're gonna get a decent amount of people through so that makes it even more fun if you've got like the three guys that didn't go through on your lineups that's depressing out the gate but um that is in play this week and compared to other elevated events so keep that in mind all right the genesis invitational is at riviera country club uh we played here many many times down there in los angeles california and it is a uh, par 71, 7,322 yards. There's no water on the course, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, there's a lot of bunkers, narrow fairways, a lot of dogwood, uh, dog leg type fairways. You got your normal POA, and you're going to hear it all the time. And I love it because my local course has it, and it is a capital bitch. Kakuya <laughs> is everywhere, and that just helps the ball. It just sticks. The ball sticks. It sucks. It's the worst thing on the planet. 
Um, all you down there in Kentucky in the southeast, yeah, congratulations. You don't have to deal with that garbage because it, you get no roll. So you, you just start hitting greens. Scrambling becomes a premium. Um, chipping's different. It's different in Kikuya. Like these guys will be just fine. Most of them, we've seen some iffiness out of this stuff, but keep that in mind. But a lot of dog legs, a lot of creativity. One thing I did hear and read a couple places today was um, with guys hitting it farther and farther. It used to be more of a shot maker's course because it's like the old school areas where the fairways get narrow and narrow the farther down you go. So it makes guys kind of let up on their clubs and it's more of an approach game. Some guys can still play that way, but other guys now are saying, screw it. I'm going to bomb it over corners of the dog legs. And since I'm closer out of the, the rough, I'm still fine. That's an angle some guys are going with now. So don't just flat out say they have to hit fairways. In reality, you still want to hit fairways to hit greens easier. That's just common sense. Golf, this era this era of golfers is a different breed. So just keep that in mind. The other thing you're going to see a lot, and this doesn't really have a ton to do with maybe the DFS side of it, but you're going to we got some fun holes here. That's one thing I'll say is you got the, the super drivable uh, 10th, but it's also one of like, it's not a guaranteed birdie. Like in at 17 at Scottsdale, as long as you're on the water, you're probably getting a birdie more often than not. That's not the case at Riv. Like if you miss on the wrong sides, you come up short, you got bunkers to play with, the greens are undulated, goofy. There's a 200-yard par 3 sixth. It's two-leveled green with a sand bunker in the middle. That's a fun one. Uh, you got the 15th. It's a dog leg. We're now – we've seen Hovland and other guys hit it down 17th fairway to come across the dog leg to 15. Totally legal. Now, I got a couple courses here. You probably do too where they flat out say if you hit it in this other fairway, you're out of bounds. Like if yeah. it's on the course. Which I, I, I think in course out of bounds is the dumbest thing in the history. It is. You should be able to play the course. That's, that's yes. part of the rules, right? Play the yep. course. And yep. trust me, as a guy that has trouble hitting the ball straight all the time, I play all the course when I can. <laughs> so, uh, And I've benefited from it sometimes, not even on purpose. Um, so those are like your main holes. Oh, and the first hole is a par five, 500 yards downhill. Like this is it, it, literally, it's one of those. If your guy does not bury this hole four times, you're probably not winning the golf tournament. I'm just going to throw that out yeah, there to you. Yeah. Um, Number anything's one. possible, but those are like four free strokes. Yeah. Is the way I look at it. A lot um, of Eagles on that hole, especially like when yeah, they put pins in a certain spot, 500 yards downhill for these guys. Like, yeah. Some of these boys are with because there's that road that it crosses. Now you're within right. like 100 yards or whatever. A lot of guys are sitting in that little wedge game. So yeah, uh, a lot of shots around 150-ish in, something to think about. But in the end, you have the elite golfers here that are going to – it's not a birdie fest per se, but, you know, these boys will be able to get after it on more, more holes than not. So uh, what, are your, what are you looking at this week? Yeah, a lot of approach. Like you said, uh, around the green matters too. Uh, plenty of course history to wait. One of the things about this golf course is if you do miss the, – the rough is more penal than than most places that they have played thus far. Uh, but also, too, there's huge trees on this golf course. So yep. um, it really – if you're out of – if you're offline, it can make it more difficult to hit the green. Um, so accuracy is at a prim- premium as well off the tee. Yep, totally agree with you there. All right, let's get into the DK for the week. Again, 70 golfers, most make it to the weekends, what I'm going to tell you. Um, 10K and above range. We got Scheffler at 11.5, Rory at 11.2, Xander, 10.1, Vic, 10,000. Three of those guys did not even play last week. So uh, what are you looking at in this range? Yeah, I mean, if Scotty continues with the iron game that he had, he was a little bit wonky off the tee, which is a little bit sketch, but as good as he is around the greens, um, 
you know, if he can just get the putter going a little bit, it's hard to see him not being near the top of the leaderboard come Sunday. Uh, Rory's playable. Um, he's played here plenty of times. Last start was at, you know, Pebble Beach, and he did not finish well. Of course, they only played three rounds, and he finished toward the back of the pack there. But I'm going to go with Hovland as well. Um, just from a course history perspective here, 20th, 4th, and 5th in his last three starts at this uh, at this event. Um, played AT&T, took this last week off to, I think, either get something healed up or just work on his game. Um, so I like uh, him as, as more of a low-owned type of dude up top here because I think Scotty, obviously, the best player in the world. He's going to get plenty of ownership. Rory will too. I'm not so sure about Xander, but um, he's got some pretty good course history around here too. So uh, Hovland and, and Scotty would be my two targets out of the four. Real quick, before we go any farther, I meant to mention it earlier. Um, we had Pebble. We had Rivi, or, um, we had uh, Tory. We had Scottsdale. We've had weather pretty much everywhere we've gone the last few weeks. Yes, yeah. We're, we're going to have it again this week. Just keep an eye on that one. Another um, atmospheric river. Which they're calling for right now. The heaviest stuff's supposed to be on maybe Sunday, but oh, there's reports of a Thursday, Friday storm that increased as of like even today. Because in my line of work, I watch the weather a lot. It impacts a lot of what I do. And like we're getting busy right now because it's finally drying after the last storm. You guys all witnessed at Pebble. Well, we have about four days, it looks like, before it's coming again. And it's supposed to go for the rest of the month, which doesn't affect us after this week for golf. But um, keep that in mind. Riviera might get a little weird towards the weekend. Maybe Terrific. maybe early in the week, but at least the weekend for sure, which if it's just the weekend, there's nothing we can do about that. But early in the week, something to keep an eye on as well. All right. So you mentioned 10K range. Uh, Scotty's the dude for sure. It's kind of funny in my model here over the last 24 rounds. Um, we have four guys in the 10K range. They're all the sixth rank bet are better. Like the, there's a reason they're up here, obviously. and But there's many times looking at my model, it's not how it looks. And it does this time around. Uh, so I love Scotty, 100% with you on that one. If he can putt, he's going to win a lot of golf tournaments, obviously. Uh, Rory, I'm I'm with you as well. I'm kind of nervous. Like, he was playing so great, and just to watch that pebble collapse was really, really strange to me. Um, I agree. And, and the course history, it's, like, good. Last year's 29th. It was good a few years before that. So I guess if you want to, sure. But um, it comes down to me, like, Xander or Vic, do you trust him? Because they both are there dealing with injuries and getting help last week. Okay. Both have pretty good course history here, too, which is a plus. You know, Xander, Southern California kid, that's a plus, too. Uh, Xander looks closer to being on point to me than Vic was. Vic just looked all out of sorts at Pebble. That's a place he's played very, very well. So I'm kind of curious there where Xander struggled at Pebble, but had a ninth at the Farmers, third at the Amex, tenth at the Century, was playing really good golf. So I think I'm going to jump back on the Xander train up here, and uh, it'd be him and Scotty for me. Obviously, they're all 10 gay guys for a reason. 9K range, Max Homa, $9,800, a Southern California kid. Morikawa, 95, Cantley, 93. Ludwig Aberg, I guess is what it is now, is 92. JT is 91, which seems really cheap for this field. And Jordan Spieth is $9,000. So if you just want to skip 10K, you can load up here if you so. Yeah, that's, uh, I, had, I had all these guys checked off before we started and had to unco- uh, uncheck a couple, but uh, it's apparently it's Oberg. It is Oberg. Oberg, yeah. yes. Something I saw on Twitter today where he was asked, "How do you say your name?" and he said, "I don't really even know anymore, but it's Oberg." So <laughs> just pick one, please, somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Homa, the the course history is just absolutely 
insane. Um, second last year, if we can get this to load, why would it not load? Sorry, you go ahead. I'm All right, sure for me, here. yeah, for me, I you can't ignore Homa's course history. Uh, you, you mentioned um, he, he second, tenth, first, fifth the last four years. That is beyond impressive. Uh, last week looked horrific at Phoenix, 66 to Pebble. Those are two rough rounds after playing well at the Farmers and well at Century. I have no problem going back to Max if you so choose. I think Morikawa is interesting. A 14th at Pebble to hopefully get back on track. And he's got great course history, sixth and second the last two years here. So Kawa, who's second in my model, I can go right back to him. Uh, he's third in bogey avoidance, which is big. Uh, he, he finds the fairways. He's great around the greens. Phenomenal approach guy. So Morikawa is a guy for me as well. Uh, Ludwig, I, this is a place with a lot of course history. Obviously, Ludwig has never played here. I'm still cool with it just because he's kind of proving us wrong, um, or at least you know the whole narrative. you got to see a course first. That doesn't stop him. Second at Pebble, ninth at Farmers, and he's not the high-priced guy anymore. Like I wasn't playing him when he was always 10-5 and above. I'm like, he's got to win. He doesn't have to win now. It would be awesome if he did. You need the winner in a small field like this. But he's third in my model. <clears throat> he's first uh, strokes gained total over the last 24 rounds. Second opportunities gained three, uh, third and 150 to 175. So I like uh, Ludwig quite a bit. And then JT, I'm going to keep riding the JT train. He had a couple rough putting moments last week the best way I can put it. But the dude is getting locked in. Finished 12th, 6th at Pebble, 3rd at the Amex. He's getting comfortable. He's uh, just a bogey-avoiding machine these days. 20th year last year, 6th the year before after two missed cuts, and that second uh, behind J.B. Holmes in 2019. I love JT at 91. I'll go right back to the JT train. But there's a lot to like here and a lot of ways to differentiate. And like you said, you could check them all off. I had checked a few also. I'd even mention Spieth and Cantlay. If someone wanted to make an argument for him, wouldn't be opposed to it. So what do you have in this range? Yeah, Homa, I mean, for the course history, you already hit on that. Um, like you said, come off a miscut. I, I don't know that that's really going to deter people from going back to him this week, um, just given that course history is so good. Oberg, uh, I mean, the guy's just – he's playing too well to really worry about the course history. I mean, the problem is that obviously at 9,200, he's, he really needs to, like, finish inside about the top 10 to pay off. But um, I, I think he's got the uh, the ability to do that. JT, for sure. Um, you know, he, he had a really rough stretch last year, but he has figured it out uh, 12th last week. And uh, I really expected him to kind of make a better push because he had – I think he had the better weather draw. Maybe he had the worst weather draw. Either way, uh, on the weekend, I, I, you know, on Sunday I expected him, but he just couldn't make anything. Um, and, and Spieth, surprisingly, didn't have his, – his irons were not great, but everything else was pretty good for him last week. So I expect him to get that figured out. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely on board with, with Spieth as well. I mean, it's just – it's a great range. It's a major championship type of 9K range there, so it'd be hard to not play all, most of those guys. I even had Cantlay you know, checked off. I don't think I'll play Cantlay, but he's playable for sure. They're all playable. Okay, definitely playable if you need to, but the golden child Spieth, as Kisner said, would be a, a fun one for sure because he was making every putt this week. Yes, it was quite impressive. Uh, 8K range, we got Fino at 89, Fleetwood 88, Burns 8700 bucks. Wow. So Heath 86, he was my one and done last week, and I was so close. Wow, uh, that's still a pretty good call, though. 
Yeah, I was pumped on that one. It was so close. Uh, Cam Young, 85. Fitz, 84. Wyndham, 83. Scott, 82. Kirk, 81. And you got Day and M at 8,000. Again, you said it a little bit with the last group, major caliber pricing. It's the same here. It's just loaded. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Tony Finau at 89. Um, the course history is there. He finished second back in 2018 uh, and also in 2021. So he's he's been in contention around here a couple times. Coming off not very good showing it at Pebble, but uh, other than that, you know, it's Tony Finau, so you just never know when he's just going to finish inside the top ten or top five, uh, be contending and lose it on the last hole or something. Sam Burns at 8,700. The course history is not great. Three out of five missed cuts here, but he did finish third in 2021 and uh, 23rd in 2020. And the guy has it, – it, it, it's similar to like a JT last year. He's obviously not as popular and well-known as, as Justin Thomas, but – Sam Burns didn't have a great 2023 year, um, and I feel like he's figured it out sixth, tenth, and third in his last three starts. Um, he made a hell of a run at the end of the uh, uh, waste management to try to come back there. Thigala, Southern California dude, um, sixth year last year and uh, fifth uh, last week. I, I if if he could have, like, he just lost it on his his like irons and off the tee you could just tell how frustrated he was Couldn't hitting shots do, anything. do what he wasn't making putts nothing yeah nothing i mean working. you know and he still shoots 69 69 on the weekend i mean 65 64 to start get your hopes up and then it's crazy you still shoot you know 200 200 and, and get lapped uh but either way i think all that is definitely playable i love cam young this week i don't know if that's a good or bad thing 20th and second in his last two starts at this event Finished eighth last week, um, kind of flashed some stuff, and then did not have a good Sunday shot, even par on Sunday. That's not great. Wyndham Clark at 8,300. Just, I guess, we're just going to consistently underprice Wyndham. Um, thankfully, it's not 7,400 that he was uh, at AT&T, but the course history is good here. 33rd, 8th, 17th in its last three starts at this event. Um, and obviously won at Pebble last week. Uh 41st, and that was with a 75 on Sunday. So that was not great. But then Adam Scott, dude, um, never missed a cut here. Won here a couple times. I think he's won at least a couple times. Can't remember what I said. But the last time that he won here was 2020. Uh, eighth last week at Phoenix. He had a really good third and fourth round, 65-66 to finish it off there. So the guy knows his way around Riviera. So he's most definitely in play at $8,200. Yep, yep. I'm pretty much on board with most of that. Fina, just for the fact that, A, he's played well here before, and like you said, at any moment he's in the top 10 and he wouldn't be shocked. Like, that's just who Tony Finau is. Uh, course history, 20th, 33rd, 2nd, 51st, 15th. That pretty much sums that uh, statement up with Tony Finau. So I'm with you on that one. Um, a couple other guys love Sam Burns. Like you mentioned, he was another guy that kind of fell off, got things going like JT did. Was playing really well last week, kind of a little bit less over the weekend, but he's number one in bogey avoidance over the last 24 rounds. I feel he's 11th in my model, which says a lot to me as well. So I, I like some Sam Burns. Zero problem going back to Sahith. Really good uh, course history here. Uh, sixth and 48th. So he's played well. He's got obviously six last year. is pretty darn good. Uh, Cam Young. I do have him checked off. This was an interesting one. Uh, I'm usually anti-Cam Young, but i kind of seen what you're seeing. I get to watch a lot of him on TV over the last week's tournament kind of seeing the improvements that Cam Young has made, not to mention the um, the course history, like you mentioned, of 20th and 2nd overall. So 
Cam is a guy that I think I'm very, very much in on at 8,500 bucks. Fits to 84. Um, if this does turn into a lower scoring affair, like a 1,200 or so, like a lot of these kind of hover around, that will be Fitz land. So that's someone to think about. 100% on Scotty with you two at 82. So pretty much on the same guys as you in this range. And it makes a lot of sense because they are beasts at this golf course, to say the least. 79 to 74, you got Willie Z, Keegan Bradley, Poston, Hogard, Henley, Cole, Siwoo, Binion, McCarthy, Kirk. Who do you like here? Yeah, Zelatoris at 79, um, 4th, 26th, and 15th in his last three starts at this event. Uh, coming off a 13th place finish at the Farmers. Uh, so it looks like maybe Will is kind of coming back into form there. Poston missed the cut last week. Um and back-to-back missed cuts at this event, but I, I, I think he's still very playable this week. Eric Cole, 7,700, never played here, but talking about him every week. Been on um, 55th in his one start here in 2017 uh, and, and made the cut at Phoenix. He did not have a good weekend. Maybe that's why part of his attitude about the the fans and stuff were was so bad. That's But either way, um, I will play him. Siwoo at 76. Does not have good course history, but you just never know when, you know, Sigu will kind of pop. He's back-to-back top 15s. And then Chris Kirk uh, has not – he's made one cut out of four at this event. The last start he had here was 2016. The one cut he made was in 2013. Um, but this is not the same Chris Kirk as 2016 or before or even last year. I like Chris Kirk at 7500 bucks. Yeah, Kirk is an interesting one here for sure. Uh, I like Keegs at seventy nine hundred bucks. I like Willie Z too. I'm with you on that. Uh, I think there is something he's coming back, and he likes these kind of grounded, grinded out courses. So I think Willie Z is interesting. But Keegan Bradley at seventy nine hundred dollars miscut here last year within forty eighth, sixtieth miscut, sixty first course history not ideal. But this is a guy eleventh at Pebble, forty third at Farmer, second at Sony. We know how good Keegs can be. I, I think there's a, a low owned play there, and it's harder to find low owned plays in a field of this size, so I do like some Keegan Bradley. Uh, Siwoo at 76, he, he's uh, he's playing good golf right now. It's the best I can say. As he's coming in good form, course history is not ideal, but recently 12th, 14th, 25th in his last three events. But like I said, the course miscut, 73rd miscut, 37th, 3rd. So that's the Siwoo experience in a nutshell as well. Uh, Denny McCarthy, uh, if you can scramble, you need to save some putts, of bogey avoidance type stuff. Denny's your dude. He's 20th on my model. He's third in scrambling in this field. Pretty good in proximity from 175 to 200 as well. So I don't mind him. And he has a 14th place finish here. And that is it for me in this range. Uh, 74 to 7K, got Hideki, Fowler, Corey Connors had a big Sunday. Uh, Harmon, Cam Davis, Taylor, the champ last week. Hadwin, Straka, Hostler, Harris, English. What do you like here? Yeah, start with um, Hideki at $7,400. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Sign me up. I'm, I'm weird. I'm, this is a weird price to me. It feels like a a trap. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. That's just the, probably the jaded gambler in me. Um, <laughs> it, it's weird because it's like miscut, 39th miscut, 5th, 9th miscut, 11th since 2016. So – it's kind of some strange course history, but I mean, he hasn't missed a cut this year on tour, uh, 22nd last week at Phoenix. So 70 
$400. It seems really low. Adam Hadwin got to take the weekend off for the first time because I needed him to make the cut in order to get a six of six through. And uh, he played awful on the first day. I, I think he was in the bad draw as far as the weather went, but Hadwin has made the cut here um, every year since 2017, except for 2022 finishes. Aren't that great. He did have a sixth place in 2018, uh, but he's been around here plenty enough. Uh, and then Bo Hostler, 7,000. Two out of four made cuts, but uh, the dude is just playing well, especially for his price related to his DraftKings price. DraftKings pricing related to like his actual the amount of points and stuff that he scores. Um, he's he's been exceeding his price uh, over the last couple months. So Bo Hostler is definitely in play as well. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you on Hideki at 74. This like if it's bait, well consider me a sucker because. Um, <laughs> I, we talked about him last week, and I'm, I'm buying into him getting things going. Right. Uh, he finished uh, finished 22nd last week, and that's. I feel like he played better than 22nd. Let me put it that way. I felt like it was better than that. Uh, 71st at Pebble. That was just a rough week with weather for everybody involved. 13th of the Farmers. That's more Hideki-esque. And at 7,400 bucks, I'll probably take 22nd. To be honest with you, <laughs> like we we can roll those dice. You mentioned his history here. It's like either really really good or a miscut. So I like Hideki quite a bit. Corey Connors, this one's interesting to me because 61st here last year, three straight missed cuts. Yeah, I feel like he should he should be better around here than what he has been. Find fairways approach game. This seems like a Corey Connors recipe, right? right? Like yeah. it seems like his book. 28th last week, thanks to a huge Sunday. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been that. 31st at Pebble. Just someone to keep an eye on. If he somehow comes in lower projected ownership than others, maybe he's finding it the way. Like if we talk about guys that will finish strong on a Sunday and carry it over to another event. Maybe he figures that out. So Connors can be a dude to uh, to have some fun with this week. Nick Taylor coming off the wind's hard to use, but uh, the dude's playing great golf. I'm going to say I'll say that much. The 30, 33rd here last year, 20th in 2021. He's made three or four cuts here. Uh, nothing worse than 33rd. Uh, obviously, first, 71st at Pebble, missed cut, seventh at Sony. So not a bad guy in this price range, if that's what you want to look at. And then Sepp Straka at 71. Like, I'm not the biggest Sep fan overall, but he's super streaky and can get birdies in bunches or just poop the bed. Made three straight cuts here, 45th, 15th, 43rd. So he's got that 15th upside at 7100 bucks. Uh, at 26th at Pebble, missed cut at Farmers. That's his – in a 12th at Century. That's all he's done this this early start to the season. So Sep should get overlooked, I think, in this range, and that would be a guy to keep an eye on as well. 6K range, who are you looking at? Uh, Kitayama at uh, seven, uh, 69, excuse me. Um, he didn't miss the cut in his one start here last year, but over the last four rounds or four, four tournaments, he's been playing really well, which has been capped by the eighth place finish last week um, at the Waste Management. Is it a P-Raj week? He plays well here, but, man, he looks horrific right now. So, Back-to-back miscuts at this event, but he did finish 12th in 2021. When he plays well, he plays really well. Yeah. I'm going to stay off of him, but okay. – Unchecked. Uh, Taylor Moore at 6,500. Uh, missed the cut here last year, but 21st in 2022 um, and has made every cut this year on tour. So playing well enough to at least get inside the top 70, I would think, um, or the top 50 in ties or within 10 shots. And the last for me down at the bottom, uh, Sam Ryder, yeah. six thousand, um, the minimum. Uh, he's he made the he cut. Should a, he should be a million percent on this week. Yeah, he's made the cut here three out of four times. Finished twentieth here last year, twenty sixth the year before. Uh, he's coming off a missed cut at the at the 
the last week at the waste management, missed the cut at the farmers, but did make the cut at the at Pebble Beach. Um, or I guess there wasn't even a cut there, was there? Or was there? I think, I think last week was on the number too. Was it? Yeah, because he shot two Angel. under total for the yeah. week or yep. one under. Anyways, same rider, six thousand. Whatever the case is, the course history is there for somebody six thousand dollars down here with Chase Johnson. I don't even know who that is. And almost, almost a no cut event. Like if yes. you want to look at our odds here. 6k rider like if this was a no cut event everyone would have 6k rider in the lineup at least they should right. like just yeah. eat that chalk and walk away you might not get as much i guess because of maybe some different strategy but i love me some sammy rider that's all i'm gonna say like when i saw that pricing when i started clicking my start getting this ready for the show I was like Whoop, that's a a big what's going on here uh emiliano grio 6900 uh yeah that emiliano 67th and 21st last two years after two missed cuts. But what I like about Grio, he's playing good golf. 22nd, 14th, 20th at the Farmers, 7th at the Sony, 43rd of the Century. Like that's four straight tournaments of 22nd or better. Like that's pretty good golf considering Phoenix had a decent field. Pebble was an elevated event, got 14th. Farmers is the Farmers. And the Sony Open was okay. Like he's not facing off. Like this isn't the fall swing. He's playing the Bermuda right now. Like Grio's facing some pretty good people and playing well. Tom Hoagie at 67th, 17th. Last week at Phoenix, 6th at Pebble, 56th, 17th at the Amex. Uh, at this event, 14th last year, missed cut 52nd. So Hoagie's a guy to look at. Luke List uh, missed the cut last week. My God. He went four <laughs> over on the last two holes on the first round. He did, did you see his last hole? Oh, and then he bogeyed 18 on on uh, round two. Yeah. like It was it was number it. nine. I think oh, it started on it. 10. Like, but either way, did you actually see it? No, it was, it was worse than I'm thinking. Yeah, so he hits it in uh, one of the fairway bunkers. No big deal. Gets it to the front of the green. Blades it over the green. Might have been on eighteen. Might have been actually eighteen. I, either way, whatever, whatever. It was his last hole today. Blades it over the green, and so then he's chipping for par, and of course doesn't make it, and uh, makes a bogey and or a double one to two. I don't know. He got a bogey. He missed the cut by one. They actually showed that on TV. That's how they should show. They that's cut sweats, folks. Well, Live that that did you see the. Uh, the 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 Kevin Chapel made cut? No, he made a he had to make like about a fifteen footer, and he and it lipped in like it um it tried to come out as is I mean as hard <laughs> as I've ever seen a, a ball try to come out of the hole and it goes in the hole and he he had to make it in order to make the cut and he thought he won the tournament. Pretty That's cool. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, no, but uh, list I still want to see clips of his round one hole eighteen where he tripled, or uh, he basically uh, just looking on the app. He had three shots in the bunker. I would like to see that. <laughs> I, I want to see that right now. Yeah, so list is still interesting. I mean, just for the price range alone at, at 6600 bucks, 29th miscut, miscut, 30th, 15th at this course. And before last week's debacle, 26th at Pebble, 15th at Farmers. Like, it's Luke List. We know what we're getting. Svensson at 66 is another guy I'd look at. Lee Hodges at 62. If you're locked, talking course history here, Hodges has an 18th and a 39th of the last two years. And then Sam Ryder at 6K is awesome. So, like, the Hodges, Sam Ryder is just YOLO punts. I'm fine with it. Prefer Ryder, obviously, over Lee Hodges. All right, recapping things, Jesse, who do you like 10K and above? I mean, Scotty. Yeah, I'll go Xander to be different. But, yeah, Scotty, if you got the money, which you can because of Sam Ryder, you play Scotty. For sure. Uh, 9K range. Um. Yeah, this is a tough tough one to choose from one of them. I'll say JT. Okay, you picked JT. Um, (laughs) 
Yes, yeah, that's who I was gonna pick. I'll take uh, I'll take I'll take who I'll take Ludwig. Give me Ludwig. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be tough. Sorry, Max. Team Max on this show. We know that. Uh 8K range. Cam Young. That's a good pick. I like Cam. Uh, I will take Adam Scott. Uh 75 to 79. Um, I'm gonna say Chris Kirk. I'm gonna say Willie Z. I think it's coming, folks. We saw Berger put another good week together last week. It's coming. 7K to 74. Uh, I'll leave Hideki for you. I'll say Adam Hagelin. Yeah, Hideki for me. Like That's just ridiculous. Like I will take that bait every single golf tournament he plays in at 74. Cut or no cut. Like Just give yeah. me Hideki at 74. Uh, 6K range. I'm going to say Kurt Kitayama. I'll just say Sam Ryder. Just play Sam Ryder at 6K. Play Sam, play Scotty, fill in the rest. There you go. Um Hopefully not. Uh, well, that's why I can't wait to see ownership projections on Wednesday. See if everyone's thinking that way or not. That'll be the fun yeah. part. All right. If you, we're not, we don't go down cash on these small events. So if you're playing GPP, where are you starting out? I got Victor, Cam Young, Sam Ryder. Victor, Cam, okay. Uh, to be different, to not do a full Scotty Ryder lineup, I will go. Give me Xander. Give me uh, Aberg or Oberg. Oberg, sorry. And, uh, and Adam Scott. Give me one of each of those tiers and see where it goes. All right. What are we betting on this week, Jesse? It's been, it, last week was not very kind. Um, Hideki at 65. I mean, that's juicy. Yeah. That seems uh, rather high to me. Um, Chris Kirk at 80. Uh, and then you have to have a guy over 100 because that's the only people who win. Golf goes. Yeah. Well, what was Nick Taylor last week? He had to be like 150, right? I think it was like, yeah, it was, it was in that range, maybe. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. It just keeps maybe going. a little bit less, but yeah, I mean, over Jesus 100 Christ. for sure. So if we're looking over 100, we will go with uh, Luke List. Okay, I like that. Uh, I'm going to just give some T20s out that I'm looking at. Like They're not like huge odds, but in a field of this size, Cam Young at plus 115, Sahith at plus 125. I like both of those in the top 20. I don't know, not huge, but plus money is plus money the way I look at it. And Sungjae, he had a rough week. He's plus 170 to top 20. Like, I don't hate that because Sungjae can get hot. But Hideki's plus 200 to top 20. I like that. Yeah. Um, that's that's some fun odds right there. And then some other kind of longer ones to top 20. You're like Luke List is plus 280. That's interesting. Uh, Svensson, he finished sixth year last year. He's plus 280. Um, but you got Eldrick. Eldrick is plus 360. You can figure it out. Don't think I'm going to go there, but uh, he's there if you're feeling uh, frisky, to say the least. You know, Grayson Murray just won a golf tournament. Everyone's pumped on him. Now he's uh, the second lowest top 20 odds at plus 600. <laughs> yeah. I've played better, right? Isn't that what Rory said? Play, play <laughs> better. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'd be the top 20 market. These overalls, it's fun and dandy, but I lose my one and duns every week. I'd, I'd rather play top 20. I'd play like five darts out and see what happens. That'd be my fun. Um, any other thoughts for the Riv this weekend? Uh, I'd have to double check. I guess I can real quick. Any final thoughts for the Riv this weekend? Um, I don't. I guess watch the weather. Yeah, um, I'll put it in the Discord uh, if we have anything. But uh, it looks like it's going to like Thursday, Friday is just iffy right now. Then it comes in the weekend, but each day, Thursday, Friday is slightly getting more entertaining. Let's put it that way. Uh, it's not great. Week, no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, next week, we got the Mexico Open, Mexico Championship, Tony Finau's tournament. That'll be fun. 
and then we head to Florida. So we got Mexico, then Florida, and uh, we start that whole swing of ding. That's why I wanted to check, see what the schedule was beforehand. But, yeah, next week, Jesse and I will be talking about Tony Fino, maybe three other guys that matter, and then a whole lot of Corn Ferry. That's going like, to take place next week. We only got like two two months till the Masters. It's close, man. Like the mm. players is only like I think four tournaments away or so because it's like it's Mexico. I I got to close the tab. It's Mexico, the old whatever they call them, the Honda now, the Vivianta or whatever like it's called. Um, and then you're you're close to that's like Bay Hill territory and all those over there. And then we head towards the players, and then yeah, it's almost here, almost here. Yeah, it's about a month for the players. Yeah, about four weeks. Yep. About a month of the players, and then it's almost like a, it's like three or four weeks between every major after that. It's just like boom, 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 boom. It's a glorious yeah. time of the year. Yeah, that's when golf really starts getting good. It's that after base, the waste management. Baseball picking up, then golf, it's glorious. No more football. College yeah. basketball sucks. It's depressing. So <laughs> I take it Kentucky's not doing well. They're not. No. Okay, <laughs> that's all I needed to know. <laughs> all right, on that note, you can check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm at BDentric. Thanks for putting up with my sick voice the whole show. But we'll see you guys next time. This was your 2024 Genesis Invitational Preview. Catch y'all next time.